Welcome to Two Cents Worth. Well, good morning and welcome to Two Cents Worth. Adam this time, it's usually Tamara, but um, we're going with a little bit of a different theme this time and Tamara said, you know what, you're taking this one, so here I am. Uh, Today we are delving into the building industry. We have uh, three extraordinary builders and carpenters here in front of us. Uh, to my left and right, that no, no, that way, um, but it doesn't matter to you, is uh, Brett Layton. He has Darling Downs Carpentry, uh, basically specialising in low-rise building and, and renovations. Uh, down, no, I won't say down, I'll just say Stephen Glover from Paragon Homes uh, has done a whole bunch around, especially lately. Um, and uh, and also specialises in in sort of the high end homes for for people who want to uh, uh, get what they want, not what they think, is sort of the way that I understand your message, Steve. You can talk into that a little bit more later. Yes, certainly is. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, no worries at all. And uh, Carl Humphrey from Caliber Custom Homes, looking very uh, suave in the in the leather in the leather chair there and the and the black behind. Um, oh, I've actually uh, worked with and, and for Carl uh, before in the past, so um, I know a lot about his his uh, standard, shall we say. So we're just going to jump morning. jump right in, and um, obviously I'm going to bring up COVID nineteen and ask each of you, uh, probably starting with you, Carl, how has it oh. impacted you and your boys? Uh, well. Other than just the standard on-site stuff, um, so, you know, keeping distances and, and limiting trades on-site at any one time. Other than that, um, you know, not too bad. We, uh, you know, work's still good, but, I mean, I suppose everyone's still trying to get all their jobs done that they've already won. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry. You're not live, honey. We're, we're not live. That was practice. That was practice. See? And you are way too loud. You're going to have to be careful that it's not going to pick up way too loud. No, 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 not that. Just don't shout at people. Am I shouting? They can hear you. I'm not on the work side. He's got industrial deafness. It's okay. <laughs> that was practice. Okay, right, that was, okay. Was, that was great practice, wasn't it? That's, that's the vibe that we're going for. Okay. Take a breath. Go live anyway. Ready? Steve, you're a pro at this, aren't you? Okay. Oh, we're live now, though. We are, we, are, we are live now. Okay, that's fantastic. Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to Two Cents Worth. Uh, Adam here, not Tamara. We are dealing with the building industry this week, and uh, we are we are talking with three fantastic builders and carpenters in front of us. Uh, I'm going to introduce first of all Brett Layton from Darling Downs Carpentry, specialising in low-rise uh, buildings and, and renovations. We also have Stephen Glover. Sorry, I've got to remember to keep my voice down. Stephen Glover from Paragon <laughs> Homes, uh, who, who tries to introduce people to searching beyond what they see and uh, trying to get what they want in a home. And then we have Carl Humphrey from Calibre Custom Homes, uh, also specialising in the high-end home buildings um, and uh, I've worked with Carl uh, in, in the past, so we have uh, a few stories that we could share, but we might or may not get into that uh, down the track. So now that I know we are live this time, 
love technology, don't you, Brett? Um, <laughs> we're going to jump straight into some questions that I want to pose to each of you. Carl, uh, I'll start with you. Regarding COVID-19, now, uh, just a minute ago, you started to answer and, and already I had some more questions. What are the exact uh, details that, that have affected you with regards to being on site with, with your boys and your team? Uh, the on-site stuff, um, look, it's it's not that bad. I mean, we, or we've always limited the amount of trades on a site at any one time anyway, mm. um, just because tradesmen's, you know, they don't like working over the top of each other. Um, I would say more so um, the the idea of disinfecting your hands all the time, washing your hands, because obviously the boys all use the same gear most of the time, mm. um, especially with the carpenters. So they've got to be very conscious of, uh, you know, continually washing their hands and having that sanitizer on site to use. Mm. Um, other than that, it's just um, a general hygiene, really. Um, so, yeah, it hasn't sort of affected us too much yet. yet. Um, mm. Yeah, okay. Steve, same for you. Yeah, we're, we're pretty lucky, obviously, compared to a lot of other industry, which got closed down pretty heavily and affected. Um, we were able to continue on site, I wouldn't say as normal, but, um, yeah, with, with, with a few limited sort of procedures we had to change there as well. So on site stuff's been really good. Uh, it, it's obviously affected the, the, us having a display home and traffic flow through there and mm. actually been able to catch up with um, people face-to-face. Now, communications really is the way that we've had to change our business, um, doing a lot like we're doing here now over, over the Zoom with, with potential new clients, um, design meetings, those sort of things, which um, it, it's been really good. And I think there's going to be a lot of things which we've adapted through this, um, which I, I suppose forced uh, measures, which which will continue through into the future as well. So it's, mm. yeah, really, uh, like everything, you can sit there and think of as doom and gloom or... Um, come out the other end and, and adapt and find different ways to do things and some of those things have been really good for us. So, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Brad? Have you got a, a lot of fellas with you? Uh, I'm only got a very small uh, show. I have uh, one or two employees at a time, but we use subcontractors, plumbers, electricians, etc. Small renovations is what we look after. So uh, we've been quite fortunate at the moment because we normally concentrate on, uh, unlike Steve and Carl, I, I I have a lot smaller um, operation, so uh, we can we can zone in on that. But uh, as both of them said, it's all about adaption and 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 working out that you you've just got to you know go about things in a different way to uh, make sure that clients safe, staff are safe, mm-hmm. and, and through and still try to keep schedule. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just with, with regards to, to team, I, I sort of want to put this to each of you as well. Um, you, Brett, you're talking about you've got, you know, one or two guys with you all the time. Um, the question I want to put to all of you, how how do you go about building your team and, and um, I don't know, do you, is, uh, is company culture um, a word that you guys throw around or, or what? We'll go with you, Brett. Let's start with you. It's definitely important, isn't it, that we all know what we're trying to achieve and put across um, for our, um, our, our own company. Mm. So um, obviously to make uh, staff aware of that so that when they operate, they operate within that paradigm. Um, heading um, in, a, in a small team, um, it's quite good because I'm, 
obviously having to be hands-on a lot. So um, it, it's quite easy to work as a team in that respect, whereas mm. sometimes the supervision, you've, 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 you've got to uh, make sure that you're at the right place at the right time, which isn't always the case. But, um, mm. yeah, so I suppose once your culture's um, set up, I, I'm a small business and I'm mostly word of mouth, so um, mm-hmm. it's quite important that we, we put across a, a product um, that, that, that shows the quality. So in, in order to do that, you have actually got to be fairly strict. Yeah, right. What about you, Carl? Um, yeah, yeah. Because we're a custom builder and, and we work really close with our clients, um, continual meetings through the job and that sort of thing. So we've got to be, um, everyone's got to be on board with the same sort of culture, um, that it's all about the customer, um, that we've got to continue to uh, work with them and adapt to what to what changes they want to do during the job because it's it's quite hard for some of our clients to picture what things are going to look like towards the end of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're always um, changing things and and it's quite easy for a tradie just to lose their cool over something like that. You know, mm-hmm. no one likes to do things twice but mm-hmm. in, in what we do, uh, we do it quite regularly. So the boys have got to be able to um, adapt to that and, and I suppose get used to changing things and, and doing the, mm. the, the odd job twice just to mm. get it done right for the customer because mm. it's mm. all about um, getting the correct outcome for what they want. And, mm. and with the fellas, like, you know, to, to try and build that culture up, and, and we've had our problems in the past with, with um, trying to do that, um, just with, you know, obviously you work with a number of different people, um, so all those personalities are different um, and sometimes you get, you get people clashing with, with, with each other. Um, so we do um, sort of like a toolbox meeting here at my place. We have a brekkie and we have a chat just to talk about any issues on site or, you know, anything just to build up, I suppose, those social um, engagements between all of our mm, workers, mm, yeah. which is which is pretty important as well. And, I, and I'm pretty sure most people would probably do that because it's, mm. a, it's a massive thing to um, have that culture right. Um, you, you, you're not going to get... Um, a happy tradesman is a good tradesman, so you want to keep them um, happy and enjoying their work because as soon as they, um, you know, start clashing with people, they're not wanting to be there, they get angry, the apprentices cop it most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. important. What about you, Steve? Same for you? Yeah, very, uh, I, I suppose we're very focused on um, not only delivering sort of the, the bricks and mortar product at the end of the day, but really focus on our, well, our customers' experience throughout the build as well because, um, like, typically you can go to a lot of, well, 99% of builders in Twombly, you go to really good home builds at the end of the day, uh, focused on quality, but we've shifted our, our thought processes to, to, to really understand our clients from, from their point of view and the, the fears and frustrations they have around the building industry and um, moving forward with, with what typically can happen through the through the builders process. Mm. Make sure we can we can iron out all those friction points, and that, that's sort of our, our vision is to deliver that, that that greater building experience throughout the time. So at the end of the day, they, they absolutely love their home, but they love looking back on that journey that they went through as well, and it filters right down from. Basically, from from the office, the first time they walk in here, and that's why we've adapted our, our early on process. But right through the subbies as well, because they're they're a massive part of being able to deliver that enjoyment and and be involved with the clients throughout the build, meet the subbies on site, turn up on time, do their job, and 
like everybody's a person at the end of the day, um, whether you're a contractor or, or you're the client, and people just like to engage in, in basically just engage in, in conversations with people and, and feel like somebody cares about you. So that, that's what really it is, and also than um, they're just providing a product. So that, that's really what we focus on and, and moving forward. So do you find – sorry, do you find that uh, that you're you're having to um, take your subbies aside or maybe not aside, but do you have conversations with them about um, engaging with your customers and, and, and how the best way that can happen? Yeah, you know, a lot of it's fairly just built into our processes now and similar to what Carl said, we're, we're fairly hands-on with – talking to our clients and having them um, uh, on site, regular meetings to make sure um, what they thought was happening uh, in, in, inside their head. And that's a lot of thing. The, a lot of the, um, the friction is caused by builders sort of um, assuming that their expectations of what we, we know was going to happen. And yeah. that's where a lot of the communication breakdowns lead to the, I suppose, the nightmare sort of stories that you do here. So yeah. but to have them there and they know that and, that's part of what we do with our team and they are subbies so mm. they do work for um, other builders as well but mm. uh, we, we use the, the same team of subbies each and every time. Yeah. Um, one, because they know what we expect but two, because I'd need to do some things to meet their expectations as well and that's mm-hmm. like Carl said, you, you're giving them a fair run on site, you're not sort of making people work over the top of each other. They get an opportunity to get in because at the end of the day they still need to be to be profitable and everybody mm-hmm. needs to make some money. Mm-hmm. So giving them the best opportunity to um, to perform their jobs in a, in a timely manner and uh, get a good result and um, be able to, at the end of the day, make a few bucks out of it as well. So. Yeah, of course, of course. You, you mentioned um, the, the the customer and, and how you, you like to engage with them. The, the question that I next want to put to all of you, and I'll start with you, Steve, how, for, for, for someone who knows nothing about the building industry, that all they know is I have the budget and I want to build my own house, how do they go about finding the best builder? I'm not talking about... Um, who's who presents the fanciest houses, mm. but how do they go about finding a builder that suits them? Well, I, I always say, and I say this to, to any prospect that comes through our door, that the most important decision you need to make when selecting your builder is if the, they're the right personality fit for you as well. Because right. yeah. basically it's not a transaction where... Um, like you walk into my, you buy a shirt and off you go. So there's no really personal relationship with the sales uh, the person that you're dealing with there as well. But throughout the building, through the planning, the, the construction, the warranty, and, and ongoing after that, like it's at least a 12-month journey, if not probably longer, 18, sort of two years and well into that by the time mm-hmm. you get into it and you do that. So you want somebody that you're comfortable with to communicate with, all those sort of things. You can be honest up front both ways, so it's a two-way street so that yep. you can't be – you don't want to be holding anything back because you think that they may take advantage of you. Sort of budget's a typical one that we come across with that. We need to an honest upfront budget so we can provide the best outcome for you. But if you, they think that we're going to oh, you tell your budget and you're going to rip us off because that's how much you know, how much money you know we've got, then that, that's sort of in that sort of relationship, it's a bit of a red flag um, yeah, yeah. for both parties, I believe. So I think that's that's the most important to go around and do it. At the end of the day, the, the 
house will take care of itself and going through the design and whatever tax you pick and all that sort of stuff because that, that's the really easy part of building yeah. to be able to, to put all that together and, and once you've done all your selections and your design, then it should be a really enjoyable process. But to make sure it's somebody that if the phone rings, you see their name and they're like, oh, here he goes ringing me again sort of thing, it's something that you, you're happy because you're really yeah, being a – a client they call or a, you really are part of a team that needs to work together to, to give you the best results. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay. That's, Brett, that's sorry. It's important thing. I think. Yeah. Thank you for that. W- Brett, would you, would you in the smaller teams that you, you know, operate and, and manage and so forth, um, relationship with the client, like, like what Steve has said is just as important for you, you'd say. It's all based on relationships. I think, um, if, if we can't have a relationship together, client and builder, we're in trouble from the start because, yeah. you know, um, there's a lot of emotion coming through from a, a client because this is a, it's a big deal for them. It's, mm. You know, they don't do this every day and uh, they need to probably get to a stage where they can actually have open communication and, and uh, trust. Obviously, it's all contracted, et cetera, so it's all in black and white. Mm. Uh, as um, Steve was saying, you know, contracts put that put that into perspective. But but once again, if, if you're not listening to the customer, you're not really getting what they're trying to have. Mm. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time just to work out exactly what the client's having. Because sometimes, you know, I'm in a different situation. I'm in a, in a renovation situation where some things they want to do might not necessarily be exactly what they have in mind. And, yes. and there might be some changes and some backward and forwarding and things like that. I suppose Steve comes through with the design, etc., everything like that. So it's all – and also car that comes through as a finished product, which is great. You can see it all in concept. But yeah. once again, I picked up from Steve, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time just to work out exactly what that will look like in, in shape with what's, what they've already got and, and bringing mm-hmm. it forward. So um, – relationships and sort of development, developing a trust and open communication is quite important. So I, 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 I'm only going to ask this of you, Brett, because I know you. Uh, you're the type of guy that, you know, I have a conversation with you for 10 minutes. I feel like you're my best friend. So <laughs> how often have you need, like how often have you come across someone who just is very, very difficult? They just will not listen. I'll be quite frank, you know, I, I've actually had people I've gone out to do quotes with and tried to work towards things and, and, and we we could not see eye to eye. Okay. Know? And I don't think I was a I was a correct fit for that person. And so sure. we've desired, we've actually walked away from 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 the build because yeah. it just it wasn't going to work, you know. I'm, I'm not necessarily the person that they want to have for yeah, right. the project. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a two way street. Yeah. Um, I um, take a great deal of pleasure, same as the other boys, and most of the builders, in the, all of the builders in, the, in actual factories, they wouldn't be in building for long, take a lot of pride out of looking at the finished product and going, wow, that's mm-hmm. right. I'll mm-hmm. send it on a plan, I'll see what it's going to look like, and there it is, and walk around and just see the, the different intricate parts. Of it. it's, it's great. So yeah. for somebody to come across and show me the, or come across and, and ha- have a uh, – a thought pattern or possibly a design depends you know we do our own designs etc like that through mm. the years. and actually to be involved in that it's um 
it's quite a, yeah, the word I'm trying to use, it's nearly an honour to sort of be in that because, mm. you know, this is a major part of people's life. Yeah, of course. Be, you know, you, you go buy another car, you buy another car in 10 years or 12 yeah. years or whatever the stats are, but, but a house, you're not you're not throwing that around as much. Yeah, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah, okay, Brett, what, uh, sorry, Carl, what, what about you um, with regards to choosing a builder? Oh, yeah, I think Steve hit the nail on the head with what he said. Um, you know, it's all about trusting your builder and, and the relationship with your builder is, is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think gone are the times where you can just, um, you know, pick a, pick a plan off the website and go, yeah, that's what I want, um, build me that. Yep. See them a couple of times, do your selections, and then at the end of the job you hand it over and it's happy campus. You know, it right. I think a customer's expectations are a lot more on a builder now. They they want that interaction and that, um, I suppose, personal touch. Um, you know, everyone wants to adjust their plan to suit their lifestyle or their needs and things mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's very important that that person can... Um, so, in other words, like we're, we're always in contact with our customers. So, we, we sort of need to, I suppose... Um, make it easy to um, relate to them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, um, oh, yeah, I guess there's probably not much more to say. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Brett, you touched on uh, the honour of, of building uh, before. I'll just come back to you for a second. What got you into the trade to begin with? Um, without going into a big history lesson, uh, you know, I actually had a career change uh, later in life and um, I was in hospitality before that. So uh, I've always found it easy to talk to people because that was my job um, yeah. and, and I enjoyed that. And But in, in all of that, there, there, I still enjoy the, 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 the human touch of it, I suppose, but I, I also, um, throughout my life, I've, I've been loosely attached to it. So um, in a labouring sense, except all that. So I decided to go through and do an apprenticeship mid mature age and, and, and head through that way and do my builder's license. So, um, you know, to do that, we all take it quite seriously. It, it, it's our business mm. and it's our name. Um, and so, you know, to, to, to come into somebody's life when they have a, a concept or, or, or a thought yeah. and then take that forward and, and hopefully have a great outcome for mm. them as well, it, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Still an honour. That's good. What about you, Steve? How did you get into yeah, it? Yeah, well, I, I fell into it. Like, if you asked me when I was uh, at school uh, what I'd end up in uh, sort of doing as a career, then building probably would have been one of the last things. I was all set to um, go to uni and do teaching and then found out they wanted you to do assignments. So uh, <laughs> when that one was due, it was, uh, I wasn't really keen to get it done. So I've been on uni after about five or six weeks and uh, then it was just a stage at that point. We what was I, like, uh, 19 or 20 at the time and enjoying life. So it was just a matter of going to get a job and, and build a labouring job. Uh, with uh, one of Dad's mates, who was a, a chimney, right. and um, and that just uh, evolved into apprenticeship. Um, yeah, probably six or nine months later, with a, um, another builder here in town, and it just went from there. And, and it was it was much strange. I never did woodwork, uh, home ec, or any of those subjects at school. So um, 
it just sort of happened and was lucky enough to, to get put with a couple of old school chippies and done some some sort some high end stuff. So I learned a variety yeah. of, uh, of the skills required, uh, which was very lucky. And those like those old school chippies, you just can't beat them for, for knowledge around yeah. how to construct. So um, yeah, we're very fortunate. And then Ed, we've just evolved into to here we are today. Uh, that's fantastic. What about you, Carl? What got you started? Oh, yeah, I. Honestly, it was the only thing I was good at at school, eh? It was woodwork. <laughs> so, Almost uh, the opposite uh, to Steve. Yeah, righto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I was all right at math, so I, I thought, well, um, I, was, I was actually uh, had my mindset on being a joiner. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then I didn't like the idea of working in a shed for the rest of my life. So I uh, took on carpentry um, and, uh, yeah, I did a pre-vocational course at TAFE, which, which gave you a basic understanding of all trades straight mm-hmm. after grade 12. Mm-hmm. So I finished grade 12, went to TAFE, and then I got an apprenticeship with Downs Group Training as a carpenter probably about three months into that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, did my four years with them and went around to oh, a ton of different builders um, just doing renovations, extensions most of the time. Yeah. Um, all sorts of work, actually. It was really good. Um, and then, yeah, once I finished my apprenticeship, we, um, I teamed up with a mate who still works for me today. So we've been sort of together for, you know, nearly 20 years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, uh, we took on a few contracting jobs and then it just evolved from there, I suppose. Mm. So just to go on from that, so the, the decision to, to sort of go out on your own was sort of, all, 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 you know, uh, all but a foregone conclusion? Is that is that sort of how it fell? Oh, look, it, it was sort of forced upon us at, at a certain stage. Um, so we were working for a fella um, and uh, my workmate sort of, um, he was going to take on a job uh, actually with McNabs at the time mm. and um, and it, for some reason, he didn't take it and I just sort of turned to, turned to my mate and said, oh, what do you reckon? And so uh, we just sort of took the gamble and thought, yep, we'll do it. It was mm. sort of two years' work, just building units and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and we took it and, um, yeah, we contracted for about oh, eight or ten years, I suppose, to, yeah. to builders doing new homes. And then from there, probably about five years ago, I, um, I thought, oh, I reckon I can do it better than everyone else. I suppose everyone sort of says that. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I did my builders course, and um, yeah, yeah, so that's right. Yeah, yeah, was it the there. same for you, Steve? You 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 thought you could do it better than everyone else? Uh, not really. Again, probably another force move. Um, I was having stubby, and then we were knocking along, and then GFC here fast sort of. Uh, major financial catastrophe that we had that year and um, at the time the builder I was working for had contracts basically fall over pulled the pin and had no work right. so it was basically a thing for yourself and I the same went in decided it's probably a good opportunity to, to do some extra study get back into the certificate four mm. uh, and do that and just knock around doing a bit of uh, real estate maintenance those sort of things to, to make a bit of income pay the bills and then um yeah, jumped into it as first as a sole trader and then kicked off Paragon Homes in 2011, I think. So kind of nine and a half years now. Um, and then it evolved from there, really. So and it's, to say it's been a massive learning curve is, is probably an under, underestimate. Yes, yes. Um, because one, from going from being a subby and chippy and building a house to going then into the business side of things and being a builder, it's, to, it's a totally different world sort yep. of thing. You, you, yeah. It doesn't matter how, how you swing a hammer now um, and all those sort of things. Uh, it, it's, yeah, 
it, it's a 180 degree really on what you were doing, turning up, knocking up a framers for mm. yeah. now, um, providing a, a service which really guides a customer through through the building process mm. and delivers them a product and an experience which is um, yeah gives mm. them what they're trying to achieve. And you've had to grow as the business grows as well. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, hi, Shane. I, I see you at the bottom of the screen there, everyone. This is Shane. Morning, everyone. <laughs> Morning. Talking to Wumba. Um, I just have one more question that uh, that I want to uh, pose to each of you. We're sort of coming to the end of our time now. Just regarding the, the businesses that you work with as builders and, and, and renovators, um, is there, can you think of uh, a business or, or a specific person within a business who are just a joy to work with? Um, I know that uh, in the past um, there's been certain plasterers that when they're on, if, if I'm working, you know, on that side, if that plaster is there, I know they're out of my way, I'm out of their way, and it just really, really works. Um, can you, can you, oh, it might be a, it might be a, a tile shop or, a, you know, whatever. Uh, is there someone that you can, you know, I just love working with that person? Let's go with you, Brett. Any, any, uh, Anyone come to mind? Oh, I suppose um, being a small, very small business, um, I, I'm very close to most of my subbies. All of mm. my subbies actually are all here. Mm. Uh, and, and that, that would go with the other two boys as well because you rely on them as a team. So no. the single out one, it, it's very difficult. Yeah. But one that does work in quite well with us uh, is a, a mate, Steve, who has a joinery shop and and he's able to take the client then and then show them high end finishes and, and bring them through in 3D model and go through that with showrooms and stuff like that, which I don't have. Um, what, what's his joinery shop called, Fred? Uh, Soko Kitchen. Soko, okay. Yeah, yeah. Steve from Soko. That's, that's an example, I suppose. And you sort of go yeah, yeah. And, and that, that, that's quite good because the client's able to go through that and then they'll actually see uh, what, 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 uh, what, what uh, designs and, and also... Uh, it's going to look in the end. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, what about you, Steve? A- anyone come to mind? Yeah, like I'm, I'm same as Brett on site. Never very well sort of working with each other, and we've got to a point now where they'll do things knowing what's coming behind them, what are the trades, and what's going to make their life easier to, to keep that job rolling on. But as part of the so something that we're putting into the the process with uh, in regards to selections, I think which has been the biggest help to myself um, and also to our clients because we used to just, like everybody, sort of feed them to the wolves, so go around to all the supplies and okay. try and make some choices on everything. And when you get out in the big bad world, it, it's not as easy just to put something together because there's just so many options now and it, it's forever changing and evolving in, in what you can do. So we um, actually used Joe Mills. Um, she was called Joe Mills Interior Design. Mm-hmm. Um and that's part of our um, basically our proposal package. We'll go through with our clients, and she'll sit down with them for a good four or five hours and go through absolutely everything within mm. that they need to choose. Um, they'll often come with everyone will have seen it the Pinterest boards and, and some sort of ideas of what they want to achieve at the out at the at the end of the day. Mm. But uh, she's really there to, to to massage that and make it. Um, 
make sure that they're, they're moving in the right direction in regards to their selections while staying within their budgets and all the sort of things you need to consider. So she's been a, she's been a massive help. Um, prior to that, I was getting phone calls personally. So, oh, what do you think of this style? Or what do you oh, right, yeah. Like at the end of the day, I love that sort of stuff as well, but I've got my sort of style and my sort of, of style appeal to everybody. And everybody. Yes. She, she's just got that match. She's able to see the customer's vision and, and be able to make sure that everything that we're doing within that home is working towards that vision that they want to achieve. Uh, so she's been, she's been really good. So Joe Mills Design, is, is that? Interior Design, yeah. Interior yeah, Design, well, okay. She's trading us that anymore, but she's still doing our stuff. But um, Okay, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so she's, she's been of great assistance. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Carl? Um, I suppose businesses that have um, really helped us uh, through the years has been probably yeah. our, um, uh, our uh, plumbing business comes to mind, I suppose, um, Plumbing and Gas Australia. Right. Um, they're, they're always very helpful to help out whenever needed. You know, they, they nearly put us first every time, I think. Right. Um, they've been fantastic to work with over the years. Um, and, I yeah, I really appreciate Sean and, and, and his friendship. Mm, mm, yeah. It makes, a, it makes a huge difference when you know that someone is going to do what they say they can do. Yeah. You can rely on it. Yeah. I, I yeah, know that's, a, that's a big business. That's a big Big difference, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, gents. Well, uh, look, we, we've basically come to the end of our time. Thank you very much um, for for everything that you've contributed. We have all of your details that are going to go up on the, on the live later on as well. Um, so, again, Brett Layton from Darling Downs Carpentry, thank you for your time. Well, Steve Glover. Paragon Homes, again, thank you for your time. Carl Humphrey, Calibre Custom Homes. And uh, for anyone listening or watching, these guys I know personally are uh, fantastic at what they do. Um, honestly, I personally wouldn't be looking uh, much further for, for builders and renovators. Um, like I said, I know them personally. I know they're very, very easy to get along with. And, uh, and the, the results at the end of the day uh, also speak for themselves. So, again, thank you for your time, gentlemen, and um, we'll sign off. Uh, I've got to figure out how to sign off. And then <laughs> no worries. And then thanks, uh, thanks for two cents worth. Yeah, no worries at all. Thanks, guys. To have your two cents worth, join us next week. See you then.